Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And like that, the computer works again. Go figure. Creighton and Seton Hall tonight at downtown at 8 o'clock. Could you play it any later? Was there nothing at 9 or 10? We'll start things with a pregame at 6. Hour and a half. You think it was a Super Bowl. Either way, it's going to be a good game tonight. Speaking of good games, well, good teams, led by 25 points from Emma Ronsick. A very special group of six seniors celebrated a final home game of the season by eking by Xavier, 99-57 last night at Sokol. The Jays are 23-4 on the season. That cannot get talked about enough. They're 14-3 in Big East play, and they're not done yet. They'll close the regular season Sunday afternoon with a nationally televised game at Seton Hall. Coming off a sweep of three games at the Sugarland Classic, Creighton Baseball completed another sweep as pitcher Dominic Cancellari and third baseman Ben North claimed the Big East Pitcher and Player of the Week. Creighton returns to Sugarland next weekend for the Battle of the Ballpark. Apparently, winner takes home a new ballpark. The Blue. They just stay in Sugarland. Yeah. They don't even return. Nice area. Just stay. Huh? Did they? I, I don't think they came back. I think they just oh. stayed. Because well, I, I remember, they, I remember uh, Nebraska doing that one year where they, they played in... It was Arizona than surprise, or it was Tempe than surprise, and they just stayed. I would. I mean, it would make and, sense. And they did. They were able to do classes remotely and everything. And um, God, when you try and pick up like a midweek game, yeah, yeah. Anybody in the area want to play a game? Yeah, I mean, think of all the schools out there too, mm-hmm. especially like in Texas. Yeah, there's yeah. a whole heck of. A lot I mean, of them, when so. the Bears didn't show up to Houston, the Houston Toros are ready to bring El Paso in to play. A game. <laughs> I, uh, so it can be done. I noticed, you know, there are there are more more and more college baseball programs are not scheduling a full fifty six, uh, you know, with flexibility to yeah. add some games. I think Iowa did that because this is the second straight week with good weather that mm-hmm. Iowa has played yeah. a home game. Like Iowa's already played twice in Iowa City. Yeah, and this would have been a great week for Omaha. Nebraska, yeah. Creighton to well, get a game that's like in the before beach today. Ball in Lincoln the other day. It was yeah. February, and it said they never played outside before. Although I think about it, it I guess it wouldn't have worked out this week because you're typically playing those midweek games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yesterday was pretty brutal once you got in, even in the late afternoon with the wind and, and how cold it was. Yeah, today's today's a no go. And, you know, you're not going to play a game on Monday or Thursday. So I guess this week maybe wouldn't have been ideal, but yeah, it's. It's going to no, get better again. Hey, no, John Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Call him Dana. The uh, Blue Jays open the weekend against Air Force Friday, Louisiana Tech Saturday, and Army. I assume the Army and Air Force have a baseball team unless they're taking on the entire Army or Air Force, in which I don't like the Jays' chances. You can go with the men in uniform on that one. Okay, chaos in college basketball. Dylan DeSue scored 21 points. Max Asmus, remember him? He added 18. And Texas wrote a big first half to an 81-69 victory at Texas Tech last night in a game that included a significant delay after fans threw objects onto the floor. Hey, it can get very rowdy in Lubbock, and especially when the horns are in town. Midway through the second half, Texas's Brock Cunningham delivered a hard check to Darian Williams, knocking the Red Raiders player out of bounds while officials were reviewing the plays. The play, objects including water bottles, it's always water bottles, were thrown onto the floor and security could be seen escorting a few. There was a fireball bottle thrown too. That makes more sense. <laughs> it was, there was little tiny fire bottle shooters that were thrown that they were picking up. Tiny baby bottles? Uh, yeah. And it, it, 
text coach had to get on the PA system to tell people to calm down. Uh, it was no yeah. Billy Tubbs. Uh, that's what you need. Hey, Cat McCass was like, ah, he goes, are we are we good? Are we good? Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. Interesting because he is also the guy that encouraged students to uh, storm the floor prior to the TCU win the week before. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You can't, you can't have it both ways huh. there. Well, tech students get an email today. Uh, one one quick nice. thing: you brought up Billy Tubbs with this legendary Billy Tubbs on the mic, and Ed Hightower gives him a technical. <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that that Ed Hightower, when he was giving the technical to Billy Tubbs, broke his finger? No. Yes, I did know that. Oh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Yeah, he broke his finger. Refs ooh. used to call tees with a little more theatrics. Oh. Call a charge, and you knew it was a charge. Ed was the best at it. Yeah. Yeah, that last night that Indiana had a uh, 20-minute delay because they pulled someone pulled a fire alarm. Remember when people said uh, not a big deal to go into uh, Bloomington and win? Yeah. Risking life and limb going How are you doing in Madison today? Mm-hmm. Hello, Chucky. Yeah. I got a question about Greg Gard I want to bring up, too. Nice guy. I'm just curious if uh, remember how we said it. Eh, this is kind of a make or break year. They're they're floundering down the stretch. Is the the stock on Greg Gard as secure as it was uh, a month ago? People oh. here, are, it's all right. Oh, Come on home. What Chuck. do you think? I I, th- I think you got to start wondering. I think you got to start looking at Greg Gard the way you were going into the season. Uh, the, the way that they're playing right now, all of a sudden they're kind of relegated back to a half court team again. That's uh, that a was, problem. Uh, I, watching them the last month compared to what you saw in January, holy cow. Well, there's uh, a different team. Word on 50th and Dodge is that uh, Nebraska broke Wisconsin. <laughs> they might have. Wisconsin was number six in the country. Yep. Ever since? Forget, like, if you beat Wisconsin today, you're probably not rushing the floor. No. No, no you're not. No. Timing is everything. Unless you're in love. Yep. Uh, Cunningham was ejected with a flagrant two. Tech was given an administrative technical for the behavior. And then, as Nick said, Grant McCaslin asked if they were done. Dalen Hall and Jackson Robinson scored 18 points apiece as BYU rallied from a 12-point deficit to beat 7th-ranked Kansas in a battle of bitter conference rivals last night at Allen Fieldhouse. That ends the Jayhawks' 19-game home winning streak. The Cougs, who got their 20th win, took a 66-63 lead when Noah Waterman drained a three-pointer. People forget about Noah Waterman. Hunter Dickinson answered with a three for Kansas, but Robinson hit two free throws and Hall drained another three. And BYU wins in its first trip to Allen Fieldhouse since December 1971. Hope they checked out the rules beforehand. Uh, BYU won despite heavy foul trouble. No surprise in that building. Bless you, sir. In part by going 13-34 from behind the three-point arc. Hey, they got some shooters. Um, KU has Baylor this weekend. KU could end up 10-8. and eight. Yeah. The computers still like them. Ooh, the uh, merchants of Omaha did not like that result no. at uh, Adidas Fieldhouse last night. <laughs> I, I I think it's great. Hey, hey, you you, you laugh, but huh, huh? three stripes on the side of the building, Adidas, Adidas tracksuit on the Fog Allen statue outside. Oh. Valor. I I I think it'll be. I don't, Allen Fieldhouse presented by Adidas. I don't think yeah. uh, the committee will go there. Uh, but. I mean, they'll still K- be here. K- but, yeah, they'll still be here. They'll be two or a three. But you're right. But they could be ten and eight in the conference before it's all said and done. Wow. I and that's weird. I mean, are you starting to look at Kevin McCullers availability too? Well, that's a huge thing because yeah. he's it's a thing. It's a he, big thing. Yeah, he's a key component. Yep. And Timberlake got hurt last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Johnny Furphy is playing really well. Johnny Furphy's played himself into a one and done at yep. KU. Oh, he's got to stay. Um, but you know, Dickinson is the the Michigan Dickinson of last year is showing up at KU. Very inconsistent. Yep. Not a super big presence in the paint. But give credit to BYU. I, like I said in the first hour, 
Man, they're they're an inter- interesting team to watch. They're mm-hmm. a team that it's going to be tough if you've not played that kind of a team in the tournament because they one through five they can all shoot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they are they don't waste time. They could get hot and like, you're out. Like they're going to get shots up and they hit shots and they won last night. That was an impressive win by them. I can't take my eyes off Ali Khalifa. Very right. Just a big dude. Oh, just a very large, so large, said, large human first. being. Yeah, and and he, like Gary said, amongst the other guards and forwards, can he can hit the long ball too. So it's yeah, he didn't do much last night, but yeah, he's just a big presence. No credit to them. I thought KU would roll him by twenty, not because BYU's bad. I just thought it was setting up for a nice night for the home team. Well, and this I think this goes to show how important Kevin McCuller is. And last year he was a piece of that team, but he wasn't the piece. This year, I think he clearly is because you've watched them play without him. I mean, they're a shell of themselves. When he's in there, their offensive capability well, expands got, so much. K.J. Adams gets exposed when Kevin McCullough's not. That, that's also a good K. point. K.J. Adams can be a one-trick pony. Yes. But when McCullough is out there as another option mm-hmm. and Harris is feeding everybody, yeah. they look like a different team. They're good. They've never been great. And yeah, I don't know I, that I, they, I don't know that they're going to be uh, great this year. Oh, Nevada won at half court. Okay, I yeah. just saw that. So tweet Jeremy, we got. Jeremy shared that with us um, about our discussion of the best way to walk off in sports, whether it be the Max Drews fifty-nine foot buzzer beater or the win by Nevada last night in Fort Collins. Man, the Mountain West is juicy. Or hail mary or a walk off. There, is, when something like this happens in college basketball, I am, I am so glad that we are smart enough in the college game. There, there's a lot of things that I think the NBA and women's basketball does well. Like I would like to see, I would like to see men's college basketball adopt quarters. I would too. I'm surprised I, they don't. We've had this. I, would too. I, I think women's basketball going to quarters has really helped the game, the flow of the game, and the development of players. But the one thing that I'm glad that we stand up when we see a last second shot in college basketball and say, "Nope, we're going to be different," is the timeout to advance the ball. Like you have a timeout left, you can right. call it. You get to advance the ball. Yeah, I I hate that rule. I get it for women's basketball, but we would be void of these kind of moments like right. Fort Collins last night if we had that rule in men's where okay, I got a timeout to use. I'm going to use it so we can advance the ball. No, you got 94 feet. Yep. Make it work. Yep, you got to figure it out. You want to take the timeout? You're still inbound the ball exactly where you were going to originally. Too. Here's the sound yeah. for what people are wondering. For Hunter McIntosh. No timeouts for the Rams. Lucas. So on the video of the guy that hit the game-winning shot, he circles the floor, and he's flexing uh, on all of the Colorado State fans. Hey, I hit a half-court shot. My shirt's coming off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm helicoptering. I'm I'm probably running up into the crowd. Uh, But that was was really, really cool last night. Here's one thing in college basketball. That's good. Um, You know, Patino got a lot of attention for what he said about his team. Have you guys heard... Monday night, what Sean Miller said about his team on his coach's show, Mm-mm. absolutely crushed his team. This has gotten no run whatsoever. I mean, he he obliterated his guys on his radio show, 
And it has not been, I'm, I'm sure in Cincinnati it's been talked about. Yeah. I'm sure somebody's tried to get Bob Huggins back on to talk about Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's got to be a talking point there. But I heard the audio yesterday. I'm like, whoa. He, he like, like threw his guys under the bus. I would like to see this now. You know, coaches, Monty Williams was very calm and collected at the Garden the other night on the egregious call in the Knicks-Pistons game. He said his beef about the officials and then got up and left. And we hear a lot of coaches talk about officials. We're starting to, you know, we hear a lot of coaches that will, this time of the year when you get towards the end of your year and you've had enough of your players, you throw your guys under the bus. I would like to in college because you have a, you know, the athlete has a little bit more freedom. He can transfer and, you know, wherever he wants to go. I want to hear players throw their coaches under the bus. I mean, in the I, NBA, it happens. It, yeah. in profe- well, I should just say just in the NBA. It happens in professional sports. Mm-hmm. Who, who's going to be the first guy in college basketball or college football or any college sport, men or women, that they throw their coach under the bus? What would be even in, better? In a, in a press conference. They're being asked about yeah. moments in the game. and like, man, we were in the huddle, and the coach had the board out. They had six people on the floor. That coach had no idea what we were doing, so that's why we looked like we had no idea what we were doing. I, I would like to even take that a step further because the Rick Pitino one and, and now kind of what I'm reading with Sean Miller, obviously that was not amongst his team. His team wasn't present. Is Those coaches, they'll do that either in a standalone press conference or after the student-athletes have left, so they don't do that in the company of the student-athletes. I would love when you have the student-athletes up there for that to take place. You want to make it even more awkward for a student athlete while the coach is maybe two seats away from him saying, I don't know, coach, I mean, can we can we talk about this right now? What the hell were you trying to draw up there? What 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 type of coverage were you trying to put us in there? Like, can we talk about this right now now that we're uh, amongst the public? I think that would be hilarious. You imagine where you what, could have a little back and forth right there. Can you there. imagine Bobby Knight? Oh god. One of no, his players no. would have uh, spoken back up. Oh Either in the scenario I laid out, coach, coach, that's not how that happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, Actually, uh, Coach Knight, that's not how we remember that. I'm pretty sure you told us to do this. We did. It didn't work, and everyone would groan. You know, rest in peace. Just saying, let's uh, if we're going to hold all parties accountable here, let's let's be fair. Or if it was them by themselves, Bobby Knight would just come running back into the press room, which he had a tendency to do anyway. But you know, I'll say this: I don't think we're far from that. I think that day's coming. More freedom for the student athlete. Yeah. Yep. I think that day's coming. We pay well, are you going to be afraid that they're going to bench you? Yeah. Yeah. We're you're transfer. You're 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 encouraged to to sort of have more of an uh, an empowering approach to things now too. Where if you see I mean, something, it's a legitimate question. If a coach can can call it as he sees it to the public, why can't a player? Mm-hmm. Even if that is critical towards the the head coach, like Brock Purdy throws uh, Matt Rule under the bus. Says no, no. This is this is the play that we, you know, I'm using him. Oh, Chuba. I thought you said Brock. Uh, yeah, Chuba Purdy. Well, I thought you were going to say Brock Purdy. No, you didn't try to draft me. I, mean, hey, you could uh, I got I got confused because <laughs> try to a, draft me. there's a lot of brothers of players that have played in Nebraska that are in the NFL that have comments about Nebraska football. That's true. Um, there's a McCaffrey too. Think about Wisconsin last night. So Wisconsin is two and six in the month of uh, February. You're right. There, there, the questions come back up about Greg. They should Martin. be. Uh, you know, and I, and I thought they were a sleeper team. I mean, they have a lot of good pieces. Now they're just but sleepy. once again, once again, they are they are limping to the finish line. 
watching that game last night, and Indiana hit some shots. Yep. It wasn't like Indiana was great last night, but Khalil was a stud. Indiana hit some shots. Yeah. And Wisconsin just man, I there there's something off on the floor because I'm watching Chucky's body language. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that loves playing basketball. He's got a big smile. He's always got a bounce. Um, man, he was getting upset with his guys. Guys weren't moving. Uh, they just weren't playing as a team. But watching Wisconsin and where they're at now, and they're two and six in the month of February, and they still got a difficult schedule. And yeah. you're and you're, you're kind of torn as a Nebraska basketball fan because you kind of need Wisconsin to not yeah. fall apart. Look who's tied for fourth. But right now. if Wisconsin falls apart, you could go from preseason twelfth in the Big Ten to getting a double buy. Right. So uh, you know you're like, ah, uh, damn Wisconsin, you're confusing me. But what is not confusing? Watching Wisconsin. Makes me appreciate Nebraska even more. Not only winning at Indiana, mm. but also that Nebraska hasn't peaked. Like Nebraska's just been Nebraska all year. Yeah. Nebraska's never really had a super high, and they've never really had a super low. It's kind of the mentality of their team, yeah, like I think their body fair. language, all that stuff. Yeah. So they've never really peaked. Wisconsin may have peaked about a month ago, and they're just trying to hold on for dear life and work with what got them to the point where they were number six in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's. It, Watching them now this past month, it looks like watching old Wisconsin, where they're a half-court team, offense is kind of a struggle, like adding an athlete like A.J. Store, where even his contributions are kind of more minimized now. It's They don't get out in transition. like that was a, the, And you brought this up and watching them, too. In January, and what made them such a fun team and such a different-looking Wisconsin team is they were athletic. They would outrun you. They would get out in transition. They would do a lot of things defensively. They would turn you over. Like That was just not your grandfather's Wisconsin team. Hell, it wasn't your father's Wisconsin team. But now they look exactly the same. Yeah, we play, uh, were you ready to play the Chucky game? Where's where, Chucky going? Where in the world is Chucky Hepburn? Where will Chucky be? Come out to Lincoln. It's fun out here. 80 on last Monday, 80 on Sunday. Boy, Nebraska could use a point guard. I think they would welcome that with open arms. I, I just think that that... They got a Raising Canes that is uh, just out the edge of campus. Right. It's really yeah. a nice Raising Canes right yeah. there in downtown Lincoln. And we discussed the chicken strips yesterday. I feel so. like those things can just transfer over from state to state, too. You know, just like transferring service over. Maybe Wisconsin wouldn't be happy about that, but I'm sure Lincoln would embrace it, the franchisee over there. I, I just I, I think you have to have the same conversation about Greg Gard that you're having going into the season, especially with how they've looked. Because if you're ever on the fence about your head coach and the direction that the season was going, and now you start to see in the most important stage of the season as you get into March, you know, with with the exception of being able to all of a sudden just kind of pick things back up and go on a run in March, that's not a good look to finish the season like that. Yeah, their their fans have every right in the world to be ticked off mm-hmm. today. Because that's a basketball team that should not should not lose at a wounded Indiana team yeah. and should not all of a sudden just the bottom fall out for the second straight year. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, also, if you are going to the uh, Creighton-Seton Hall game, if you're a student, go ahead and be loud. John writes into the Equitable Bank inbox, I'm not positive, but I think my two-year-old grandson must have been at the UConn game. He came over last night and ran around the house yelling the F word. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud. Two-year-old grandson, huh? All right. Uh, but if you are going to the Creighton game tonight, whether you're a student, uh, you're a fan, make sure that you stop and say hello to uh, Father Hendrickson. You've been Marcus Blossom. Nick. You know, stop, stop, say hello, and then immediately say, hey, what's up with that extension? Yeah, say, are we, are we doing this or what? Because you, the fan, 
don't don't like only like positive stuff. You, the fan, have kickstarted this. So make sure when you see Father, you see the AD, you're like, hey, man, hey, this is great. Isn't this awesome? The building's packed. The man, Big East basketball. Uh, what's up with Mac? Yeah. That's that's what you should approach tonight and keep the keep asking the question. Let's Smack. be nice. Y'all, y'all are doing a great job. Smack. Big East okay. basketball. Hey, hey. Max doing we got his, March fever. Max doing his best. It's called Leverage 101. Yeah. The fans are doing their best. All right. And, and, and this uh, eventually, hopefully, will get done. And the right thing will happen, and a win-win for everybody, whether you like each other or not. Yep. All right, 24 past the hour. Matt DeMarinas joins us at the uh, top of the hour with thoughts on Creighton and Seton Hall tonight. Uh, last two home games, Creighton and Marquette coming up on uh, Saturday. But first up, the Pirates uh, come into town. P.J. Carlissimo, Andrew Gla- uh, Gaze is going to be in town. NBA champion, Andrew Gaze. Yes, that is true. Never forget that. Former uh, former head coach of your team, P.J. Carlissimo. Mm-hmm. His neck has recovered from his run-in with Latrell Sprewell. Oh. Remember when Seton Hall was in the Final Four? Yeah. Actually, it's my first Final Four, I remember. I remember Seton Hall being kind of cool. That, that was too. the Kingdome, right? Mm-hmm. Rest Against Michigan? Oh, wow. Like Glenn Rice team? Yeah. Man. Went down to the very end. Ramil Robinson. Having the Kingdome. Atlanta Hawks great. Ah. Oh. Uh, it's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.